everybody, what's going on? You're listening to The Whole Nine on Blaze Radio and blazeradioonline.com. I'm your co-host, Anthony Remedios, alongside Sammy Newt. We got another jam-packed episode for you today. And Sammy, you know what? We had a lot that happened in the last week since we've done our show. So, um, what are your thoughts? How are we feeling right now? Are you ready to... Ready to jump into it? I mean, I mean, what? Where do we start? Is the question. What a great week for baseball. Two shocking series, and the one in the AL, one in the NL. The Houston Astros looking like their 2017 selves. Everyone just playing out of their minds the entire weekend. Giants, Dodgers. Who knows who's gonna win that tomorrow? I honestly have no clue. I mean, there's so much to talk about. It's gonna be a fun one. It will. And uh, with that, let's jump into it. Uh, we're gonna get go ahead and get started here. We're gonna talk about the ALDS. And the first series that we're going to talk about here is the Houston Astros and Chicago White Sox series. Mm-hmm. Houston went up in the series 2-0 to start. And let me tell you, White Sox fans were not happy. No. Uh, one, of my buddies, um, one of my buddies I saw, uh, one of my ASU buddies here, I saw him at the football game on Friday, the ASU football game. He's a big White Sox fan. Uh, he's from Chicago. And... Uh, he was, let me tell you, he was, he was pissed. And he was also going home for game three. And afraid that he was going to, and sad that he was going home thinking they were going to get swept. Turned out that wasn't the case. Uh, Chicago ends up winning game three. Um, and actually sort of blew them out. I not, mean, blow not, not a blowout, but. Yeah, they kind of just, the game's one and two. Broke were, the game open. Yeah, broke they, the game open. Yeah, they did. And then Houston won game four. So With an actual blowout. Nothing even close at any yeah. point in the game um, with a 10-1 to victory. But I think we dive into the first couple games here in Houston uh, that were in Houston. And Lance McCullers, man, what a start to the postseason for him. You know, the Astros' rotation was kind of a, a question mark all year for a lot of people, right? Replacing Justin Verlander because of Tommy John. And Garrett Cole departed two years ago, but still, it's a huge hole in your rotation. The, best, the two best pitchers in the AL are gone. Right, so how do you how do you approach uh, fixing the rotation? And Lance McCullers and Framber Valdez stepped up very very nicely for them. Um, he dominated uh, game one, and his fellow Lance Lance Lynn Lance Lynn did not look good at all. Really, <laughs> um, he didn't look that great. And we'll see how uh, we'll see how he how he bounces back next year. I th- um, and yeah, I mean, what a great two, first two wins for Houston. Their offense is amazing, huh? It's it really good. It did. And it, I, I'm surprised they replaced George Springer that well. Kyle Tucker, wow, what a what a bat they have in Kyle Tucker, young bat. He could look he could look to win an MVP in the next couple of years. I think um, mm. he's he's that good. Um, and then and they obviously have Jose Altuve on the top of the top of the lineup with a chip on their shoulder, right? Although we all hate them because they cheated. I, that, that's a huge chip right there. The thing about this Astros team is if you look at their roster, it's really you know especially on the offensive side. It's really not all that different from what it was yeah. back in 2017. I think 2018's the only—they were in the playoffs in 18, too, right? And 19. Yeah, and so they've 20. been in the playoffs every single yeah. year since then. They so, won the AOS like four straight, five straight years. Five straight, yeah. They're getting close to Dodger territory, to be honest. They are. Um, Which A's fans, let me tell you, A's fans aren't happy about, but no. that's besides the point. But, I mean, yeah, this team is—this team's really good. Uh, I mean, they lost— they didn't have. I mean, they added Jordan Alvarez to this team from 2018, 2019. I mean that he's really he was the rookie of the year in 2019. Uh, so they added a, a power bat to a lineup that's already I got really a bunch like of power. You. I I like Alvarez and yeah, just like and him. just how how he's how he's risen. I like Jordan too. He's he's really good. And obviously you have Gurriel. I mean that the middle infield is probably the best in the league in Correa and Altuve for sure. I don't think it's even close to be totally honest with you. Um, and the, the, their infield is probably the best. Uh, Dodgers are up there, but in the AL, they have the best infield in the AL for yeah. sure. Uh, you could you could talk between Houston and Dodgers comparing their infields literally all day long. <coughs> Justin Turner versus Alex Bregman, Corey Seager versus the Rays have a good infield too, though. The Rays, they, Braves, oh Atlanta. the Braves, they they do too. But I don't think it's I don't think it's close to the top two. No, I mean they're really good, but like they don't have like the for sure names that the other two teams do. Um, and yeah, I think that's a really good comparison to make. It's something I want to dive into uh, during the offseason and see if we get if we dev- are devoid of content uh, comparing. And definitely, if they lose Carlos Correa, that's going to be a huge thing. Mm-hmm. The Houston Astros. Somebody else isn't somebody else a free agent on that team. Uh, I don't know, but I think the big one's Carlos Correa okay. for sure. I 
I think he can get up in New York, but that's a whole... Uh, that's a discussion for another yeah, day. Yeah, it's a whole off-season discussion we could have. Um, going into game three, Chicago kind of played like a survival game, you know? They uh, had to win, obviously, and they did. Um, close game to start, blew them out by the end, and they finally got those extra base hits. That They didn't have one extra base hit in the first two games, which is just terrible. Wow. They had like 18 singles, which is just nuts, um, but couldn't get them across. Terrible throwing in scoring position, runners in scoring position, and that finally all kind of blew up in Houston's face in game three. But, I mean, that's when you want it to blow up is when you're up two games, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. coming into game four, Houston just said, all right, let's get this out of the way. And... Lance, I think uh, who who I think it was McCor. No, was it McCor's again? I forgot who won for them. Um, uh, game four. Looking here. Um. Let me see. If I can find. That's annoying. Oh well. I mean, whoever Anyways. went for him pitched well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was a good game. And now. That was also the game that got postponed too. Do you remember? Yeah. To uh. To game two. God, Drop Bob Nightingale. I don't know if you've heard of the curse of Bob Nightingale. Oh, of course. Oh, it's hilarious. Okay, speaking of Bob Nightingale, though, you do know he went to ASU, right? Of course he did. In journalism. I'm, I I found that Might out. Might get him this, on the show. Uh, we'll I, text him. I found out when I was with some friends over the summer, and I'm like, he went to ASU? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he said, to, to, to put into context what we're talking about here, he says before the day... P- savor this day. It is the last day we'll have four baseball games in one day, guaranteed. And then, t- not 20 minutes later, games get canceled. Game gets postponed to game. Yeah, but then we have four games yesterday. No, we oh, have no, three. There only three. Yeah. There were only three so, games yesterday. That's right. So, it gets postponed, and Bob Mike looks like a looks like a fool, which is just hilarious. And for those of you who aren't aware, Bob Nightingale is—I don't know if I'd say notoriously known. But no, he, he is well. Known. He is okay. No, yeah. He is notoriously known among the baseball community, especially those who are on Twitter, because uh, oftentimes he says things and then it jinxes it. Yeah. Um, one I of mean, my my yeah, buddy yeah. Ari would all I would I laughed at him over uh, all year because he would always Bob would always tweet things about giant or about the Dodgers, and my buddy would go no delete it delete. <laughs> yeah, I mean the two that stand out to me were. Um... Um, first of all, the the Max Scherzer debacle. Everyone got that one wrong, but he got it wrong too. And then the he was the one that tweeted that Joey Bart and Lamont Wade Jr. were going to Chicago. Ah, it was him who yeah. Broke he was that. the one that he, he was the one that broke that in quotation marks. You guys can't see it, but I put that in the so um I I got can't remember the word, but in quotations mark, you know what I got. Mean. <laughs> you guys know what I mean. Um, and and obviously that was not true. That would have been literally the biggest haul on planet Earth for. A Chris Bryant, even though yes, he's good, but he's three months of Chris Bryant. I mean, and then they end up get, then they only ended up sending two lower prospects. Alex Canario and Caleb Killian. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, Bob Nightingale tangent. Oh well. Um, what do you think happened to the White Sox this year? They're obviously, really, really good in the first half. Bowed a lot of injuries up the entire year. I, to me, I think it's just like. Lack of competition, to be totally honest with you. They that's played, what I was going to say. They haven't, that, ha- they haven't played any playoff baseball or playoff atmosphere baseball since July. Hey, they haven't had any meaningful the, baseball. The thing about the White Sox, and I had this realization a couple days ago um, after they were lim- or later on, as the series was going on. For the last two years, partly because I have friends who are White Sox fans, um... I've written in my brackets and in my predictions. I've written way too high in the, on the White Sox. Yeah. Um. Part, and here and here's I think why, because like you just said, they play seventy two of their games against bad baseball teams. They're in the worst division in football baseball. in baseball <laughs> in baseball, hands down. You have the Kansas City Royals who are so in the future. But you have the twins who have fall, who totally have fallen off a cliff. What? Boom. What? Like whatever happened to the exploded. twins? I don't even know. That's what a discussion happened? for that's a yeah, discussion that's not, for another that's day. That's an awesome discussion. You have the tigers who still are hiding in the basement, and then you have Spencer Torkelson, ASU grad, oh, going over there to shout out Torkelson, who is also playing here in the Arizona Fall League. Yeah. Where are they playing those games? Are they just playing them at the? At so the there's six. Training? So there's six different teams. 
each MLB team sent like six or seven of their prospects that are then all combined. Oh, that's how that these, works? And, yeah. And oh. so then all the prospects that are sent get split up into these six teams to, based on what group by team. So, you know, all the Giants prospects mm-hmm. will be on one team. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that happens. I didn't know that. And then there's six fall league teams, and they play games pretty much for about five or six weeks um, out here in Arizona at the different spring training So facility. it's just a spring. Could we get to the games or no? I'd like to go. We can go. We can go. Okay. Uh, it's open to the public. Tickets are really cheap. Uh, okay. The stadiums are Scottsdale Stadium. For the Giants. <clears throat> Sloan Park and Mesa. Salt River Fields. Camelback Ranch. Surprise. And I forget the last one off the top of my head. That's impressive that you know those, though. That's that's a good one. I'm, I Peoria, to, maybe? It might be Peoria. I definitely have to head out to the games. I want to see Marco Luciano play. That's just me. I do, too. Um, but back to the White Sox. Um, I think one big signing in this team puts them over the hump. One more big signing and less injuries. Um, injuries, for sure. They've, yeah. They've struggled with injuries. But, I mean, that's the thing. that The White Sox, they play... A lot of games against bad baseball teams. So they look good, appear good. good. Mm -hmm. Then in the playoffs, they're playing teams that are just another level up and and aren't aren't competitive. I saw a stat, or maybe I think Kevin, who was just on the last show, he mentioned to me in my sociology class that they were like 18-30 and against teams over 500, which is just terrible. Um, That's a red flag I should have spotted way before the postseason started. Um, But I didn't, and Houston's... Way better than we all thought they were, they, I guess, or way better than the person who doesn't pay attention to them as, as much I as I think part the of the thing with Houston is everybody still has the stigma of and the hatred towards them, as they will for a while for the, the science stealing scandal in 2017. And yeah. so people people want to ride them off. I will admit, I am one of those people. Sorry, Zach Woolley, if you're listening to this. I mean, I. What sucks for me about the whole thing is that I was that 2017 <laughs> World Series. As a fan who's watched his team win three World Series, that 2017 win is my favorite I've witnessed. Oh, that was an amazing I mean, game. Amazing. Game five in Houston, that 13 to 12 showdown going into like the 13th. and just seven and seven game series altogether. Yeah, I mean it was amazing what they were doing, uh, both teams were doing, and I feel honestly I feel bad for Dodgers fans. It's like what if we went to Game Seven, we took this team to the brink, and they were cheating? What? What what happens? What if? And that's what Dodger fans wonder all yeah. the time. What if? I mean, but and then they ran into the the other team who was in that scandal, the Red Sox, in the next year, which is just crazy. The um, White Sox scandal wasn't as big. The Red though. Sox, yeah, not that bad. It was Apple. It was no, it wasn't the. It was just mostly because Alex Cora came from Houston. That and, was probably and, the big and thing. they weren't found to be using it in the postseason. That was the big difference. The Astros yeah. were believed to be doing it. No, the, not believed. Convicted. Were, were convicted. Sorry. Of cheating in the postseason, the Red Sox were not. Yeah, but I mean, I feel bad. Honestly, that's one time I feel bad for Dodger fans. It's like, God, we, those teams were 2017. That is that team. They were crazy that was the good. Peak of Dodd. Yeah, they, I mean, the peak is a very relative term. They've been peaking for eight years, True. but huh. they, <laughs> but they. That that was that was their, <laughs> arguably their best team. Yeah, I think probably this year is their best team, which is crazy. Just that that just puts it in old in a whole other context. What we'll talk about later but this is probably their best team of their eight-year run um but yeah houston sucks for them um i mean good for them white Sox sucks for you eliminated in the first round once again just like last year um then they oh, division no, locks right, next year right, though yeah. i mean there's no oh, that, that, there's no question yeah, about division that. locks the royals are their only possible uh, uh, question I don't even know. and i don't even think the royals are there yet no they're not i don't think they i are. think they're still a couple years i think away. they could be trading with merrifield too i mean i could they could be Offloading even more this offseason. Have they have prospects? They have. That's the thing. The, 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 I mean, the Royals at least have prospects. I mean, if they get prospects, they're gonna need to be upper level prospects. It's like they, they don't have time to rebuild. Um, they've been rebuilding for five years, for Pete's sake. Yeah. Um, but I think a lock for next year's division. We're gonna see him again next year. We will. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah. um, White Sox fans, sucks right now. You'll get back. Less Eventually. injuries, and this team's good. I think less injuries, one more huge signing, maybe the rotation. Hey, you know what? At least they had the no hitter. Shout out Carlos Rodon. Who fell off a cliff, but that's that's just another topic. Yeah. Um, now moving on to the other ALDS <laughs> um, series, the big one that everyone was watching because the other one was a snooze so much. Is that wow? This Red Sox team came out of nowhere, and this race team had no pitching. 
which everyone thinks, you know, the Rays, you think there are no-name pitchers. Oh, they're just going to pitch well. Incorrect. They did not pitch well this series. Their two rookies experiment did not work out. Shane Baz and Shane McClanahan. Oh, well. I mean, maybe next year. But, wow. I, I did not see the Red Sox coming. And I, I think part of that was, again, I said this after the wild card game. Nobody really knew what to expect from the Red Sox anymore at this point. Same with the Yankees, but we already talked about that. But with the Red Sox, remember, like I said in previous episodes, they started off really strong in the first half of the season up until the All-Star break. Um, Just like they were right up there with the Giants and the Dodgers. Then after the All-Star break, sort of 2016 Giants-esque Fell, fell off and hit a, re- hit a mean, slip. Hit 20, a slump. 2016 Giants is like 20 and 50 in the second half. They weren't that bad. The Red no, Sox were but they, 500-ish. In the the Red Sox, half. though, fin- uh, hit a slump. Mm-hmm. Hit a slump and it took them a little bit to get bet. They had to fight harder to get out at towards mm-hmm. the end than I mean, they, than they probably too. should. Our last show was last Wednesday in the wild card. Yep. Uh, the day after they won. But if you, show me, if you told me two shows ago, two weeks ago... The Red Sox and the ALCS, when they were losing to the Orioles and the Nationals, I'd be like, "What?" I, I would, I would one. If you told me they would, they would host a wild card game, and beat the Yankees soundingly, Garrett Cole in three innings, two and like two a third. Then he told me that they went to they went to Tropicana, split there, and won both the games in Fenway to make it to the ALCS. I tell you, what team are you watching? Yeah, I, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what thing. I don't know what team. I I mean, that was completely different than the team they were in the postseason. And that's because they have a bunch of guys who've been there before. I mean, the the only people miss. I mean, I guess I'm missing the entire outfield, but I mean, they won the World Series three years ago. Three years ago, they yeah. were World Series champions. So you cannot count this team out. Completely different team, but the Alex the, the Alex Verdugo Mookie Betts trade keeps looking like it's relative. I mean, evens relative, but like Mookie Betts is still. An MVP caliber player, but the Red Sox didn't lose they, they, as they, much as they thought they they're would. They're getting value out of Alex yeah, Verdugo, for sure. and David they had to pick up Price's con David Price's contract. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, so Red Sox looked really good. Game one dominated by Tampa. It wasn't close. It was complete domination. Playoff Randy, wow, he's really good in the playoffs. Randy Rosarena, shout out to him. We'll get to him a little bit later. But game one dominated by Tampa. That that was the end of the series. Oh, why? Red Sox are done. No way they can can compete with this stacked Red Rays squad who aren't really stacked but are stacked somehow. Um, but and then Game Two comes, and then Jordan Luplo hits a grand slam for the Rays, and that was like, oh, that's right because they were up five nothing in that up, game. I think it was like five to one. It was like no, I think it was five nothing. Really? Okay. Then it was this like was, that was Friday. Yeah, I think it was it was five nothing. Some big league. Some big league. Five one, five nothing. Somewhere there, and it was like well. The Red Sox, good Cinderella story. They beat the Yankees. That's all I really want out of this postseason anyways. I mean, mm-hmm. there you go. You can send them home. And then Kika Hernandez came to play. Rafi Devers came to play. Xander Bogarts came to play. Alex Verdugo came <coughs> to play. Renfro came to play. And they all they scored like t- 14 runs and killed them in, t- in Tropicana. Yeah. And it was like, uh, whoa. That's right. Uh, I remember. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, sure, Red Sox. You can take it back to Fenway if you want. And game three was uh, – the biggest story of this this series um, by far. This is like the 14 innings. It was weird seeing no runner on second because it was like, oh, this is actual playoff. This is like actual baseball oh, in extra love innings. It. I love it. Uh, yeah, there's actual baseball in extra innings. Wow. Um, and the big story about this one is where Kevin Kiermaier hits a rocket of a double off the, the small wall out there in Fenway, right field, and hits runner Hunter Renfro in the foot or the leg. And it knocks over the wall, which technically is the correct call. A gravel so, double. So I'm, um, I actually was reading about this from Close Call Sports earlier today. Um, CloseCallSports.com. If any, if any of you haven't checked it out before, uh, check it out. Check it out. They have some really good videos on YouTube. Uh, have a great website. Uh, they also keep up with a lot of uh, umpire ejection stuff and just umpire stuff in general. So as a fellow umpire myself. Um, it's a good site to look at uh, and a site that I'm interested in. But they did a breakdown on this uh, on this play, and by rule, it was um, applied correctly. It hit off. It actually kind of hit off his arm, mm-hmm. uh, Renfro's arm, uh, in right field. Um, 
But the way that the rule is written, and this is not the first time that a situation like this has happened. It happened uh, in 2019, ironically, very similar situation at Fenway Park. I mean, it's only ever going to happen at Fenway Park. Yeah. No, there's no other. I there's mean, no other short outfield wall maybe, like that. Maybe Yankee Field. Yankee Yankees, Stadium. And in, in right, that little short porch and right. But, like, there's no other short porch that's that. The short wall that's that no. tiny. It's only ever going to happen in Fenway. So, But it happened twice. Um, it happened two other times. It happened uh, at Fenway in 2019. Um, and then it also had it. Uh, and in that game... Uh, J.D. Martinez hit a fly ball that struck that first struck the wall, rebounded onto the Indians outfielder Oscar Mercado, then deflected out of ball out of play into the fair territory bullpen, and then it also happened in a Rays uh, in a Rays game, uh, also Rays uh, against Boston in Fenway uh, in 2019. Yeah, tw- uh, it happened twice in 2019. It looks like it. Wow. Twice in 2019, I don't know if the second one was at Fenway or not. But anyways, my point in case here, by the way the rule is written, um, if it hits off, if it deflects off a player, uh, actually, uh, I'll cite this for you. It's rule 506B4H. I know that doesn't mean anything to 90% of people. Um, 99% of people. But um, by by that rule and the umpire uh, interpretation manual, it says, quote, if a fair ball not in flight is deflected by a fielder and then goes out of play, the award is two bases from the time of pitch. And the way that the rule is written, it doesn't allow for interpretation to place runners anywhere else. It's two bases from the time of pitch. So runner on first at the time of pitch, therefore second and third. I mean, there's no argument that they called it wrong. By the rule, it is completely correct. They made the right call. But the argument is, is that rule dumb or not? Um, I think most of the arguments are, what if you just kick it over the fence? Are you thinking a baseball player who plays baseball is coordinated enough to be like, hmm, there's runners on first. It's a tie game in the ninth inning. Uh, I got to I gotta kick this over the fence at Fenway because it's the only place it can ever happen. And um, I got to put runners on second and third. No, he's focused on getting the out at home. Right. He's not going to be focused on, Try. Oh, I can kick this ball over the fence and nothing's going to happen. Absolutely not. No. Especially in a deep right field like that, too. He's paid for either his bat or his arm. And his, especially in right field, too. You got the best arm on the team, probably, right? You're going to make the throw to the shortstop, and you hope your short or second baseman or shortstop is going to make that throw in to get the guy at home, no matter what. Or hold the guy at third. Or one of the two. Or hold the guy at third, of course. They're not going to focus on, man, if I just kick this over the fence, there's nothing we can worry about. Yeah. I mean, and throwing it over is a completely different issue that's complete that's a, that's an out of play that those are a free base yep um but that's yeah so i think the rule's fine no one no mlb player in their right mind is going to kick a ball over the fence yeah it's completely fine it's not if it happens again it only have it's only a talk about issue because it happened in the biggest game of the year for yeah. either team and the the reason why this was a big game um as you know it took a run it took a run off the board uh arguably you win- could it took a run. potential run off the board. The could have, should have, would have of whether or not uh, he think. he bobbled it. I, yeah. I mean, if he if say the whole play happens again and it hits off the wall and it goes over the wall, he's safe at home. Right. Right. Even if it hits, I, I it was two outs. He's sprinting on contact. He's safe at home. Yeah. Even if he even if it's not deflected by the right fielder, it's still only going to be two bases. So the could have, should have, would have of whether or not the run would have scored. Who knows, right? Um, but they did not get another... They, that run did not end up scoring. So it's a tie ball game. This is in the 13th inning, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then Christian Vasquez walks it off. Absolute tank. In the bottom half yeah, of Giancarlo the inning. couldn't. <laughs> and hits an absolute tank into the monster. And Fenway goes ballistic. Two straight walk-off wins to uh, clinch out the series. Um, crazy story in the game three... Um, uh, game four, Red Sox jump out to an early lead from a Rafi Devers home run because Rafi Devers is really good at baseball. And then Kike Hernandez come, and then the Rays claw their way back in out of nowhere because the Rays are 
that's what they do. And then Kike Hernandez hits a, a sack fly, which I thought was absolutely crushed. Uh, like, off the bat, off the camera angle, off his reaction, I thought the ball was eight feet, 100 feet over the monster. And and then it's just a lazy fly ball. I thought it was really funny. We All my friends we were watching with went, oh! And then it was just a sack fly, which was just really funny. Uh, but the game ended anyways. Um, congratulations to the Red Sox. And now I kind of want to talk about what we think about the Rays going forward. A 100-win team. Uh, I think they need more established pitching is the number one thing. But how are they going to get it? They can't sign. They don't they, sign anything. They, they still, we've talked about this for the last several weeks. They still are somehow running the money. They're still kind of running with this money ball concept. And it, it will be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. Yeah. Um, do they sign pitching? We know they will go after it. The question is, do they want to spend the money to do so? I mean, I don't think they will go after someone. The question is who. I mean, their biggest talent is finding, kind of like the Giants, right? You find a one-year deal. You make it worthwhile. Make it sound like a one-year, $3 million deal. And he becomes all of a sudden a Cyan candidate. It's kind of how it all works for the Rays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, That's what happened to Blake Snell. I mean, Blake yeah. Nah. I, it was more like Charlie Morton. Personally, for yeah, me. Morton. That's uh, right. No, it's more and, Morton. Uh, but yeah, they'll get Glasnow back next year, which will be huge. Um, but man, Wander Franco is really wait. good at baseball. Actually, wait, I don't think they're getting Glasnow back. I think Glasnow's out till twenty three. At no the way. very least, he's out till the end of twenty two. Really? Yeah, he's out for. He, he, it was a. It is not a pretty injury. That's why MLB when they made that rule change. Um, Back in June, yeah, it was not, um, it was not, um, that was a big thing for MLB. Like, holy cow, you could have really just screwed up this guy's career. So, um, as of CBS Sports, I'm looking this up right now. He had successful surgery and at the beginning of August, um, Tommy John surgery because it was a partial UCL tear. Um, okay, so he'll be out to like. And they said that like he'll, sale. They said he'll likely be sidelined till 2023. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all, getting a surgery in August is always weird because you miss like all of that year two. Maybe he comes yeah. back like Chris Sale potentially, like Chris Sale did this year. But you're correct. Um, he won't be there for a while, so they need to sign someone. But their offense, led by Randy Ozarena and the budding superstar Wander Franco, is very very good. Wander Franco is going to be legit, man. That dude's talented. Rosarena just had an insane year, and we really saw him start to come up. We really saw what he could do last year in the postseason. Just how he came out of nowhere, really, and took the helped lead that Rays offense all the way through to the uh, all the way to the World Series. It's just unbelievable. But um, in 141 games this year. Rosarena had um, 145 hits, 20 home runs and 69 RBIs, um, 20 stolen bases. He struck out a lot, 170, um, 274 average, 356 on base, 459 slugging, 815 OPS. Okay, that is not. Anyways, yeah. He's just oh, really I good see. in the postseason is all that matters. Yeah. When they, when they get to the postseason, playoff Randy comes out, kind of like playoff Mad Bum, and all of a sudden, he's a demon who— And can, that's what you need. Yeah, you cannot stop. You cannot stop. Uh, he was really good this year once again. He tied that game in Game 4 with a with a single, uh, constantly moving move, moving up down the order, getting the order going. Um, and then, like I said, to have that guy of Wander Franco right behind him, who's going to be really good, switch-hitting superstar— uh, the crazy probably, thing is, yeah. Wander Franco is only a year like older 20, than I am. Which is, I mean, what are you doing with your life, man? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, man I, could, I could be playing minor league baseball. Right now. No, just kidding. No. Um, There's a reason I'm in journalism. Yeah. The first, I think he'd be probably the first real, real superstar for the Rays since uh, probably Longoria um, in his heyday with the Rays. Uh, but, yeah, he could be really, really good. Um, so the Rays, obviously, no one's... Like, no one's doubting them that they'll be back next year because they're the Rays. Um, they'll get back there somehow. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing that division next year. Yeah. Because you're still going to have your uh, Yankees and Red Sox at the top like they always are. Then you'll still have the Rays and even the Blue Jays who have who have really 
been making some progress in the last two, three years. Especially with guys like yeah, Vlad and Vigio. I think they make a signing, too, the Blue Jays do. They have Jose Barrios from my year. I think they have Robbie Race, too, as well. question is, are they going to re-sign Simeon? Simeon's Ooh, a free agent again. Yeah, 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 I forgot about that. Simeon's a free Maybe agent. the Giants go get Simeon. I don't know. I don't know. We'll don't see. Know. Again, discussion for the offseason. Um, but, yeah, Rays, they'll be back. Um, the ALCS, we might talk about it a little bit later, but I want to get into the... Uh, we got to talk about the NL. The NL, yeah. there is so much for us to unpack here. We could easily spend the next half hour, and our full hour for that matter, talking about the Giants-Dodgers series. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that um, now either. Let's get into Braves um, Brewers. Let's talk about the Braves and Brewers. Yeah. I think the most surprising series, personally, I could see the Red Sox <laughs> coming out of coming out of left field and getting getting a win, getting a series no, win. No, I think the Braves... I, I put yeah. the Braves above that. Yeah. But, Just because yeah. how, how strong that Brewers rotation is. The Brewers have one of the best, if not the best, yeah, they had pitching the best, rotation in baseball. They have the best pitching staff in baseball. Um, and no offense, apparently. They scored, the fact that it yeah. also didn't go five games, too, was a little mm-hmm. bit surprising. Yeah, they had two runs in the first three games combined, and all of it came on a one swing in game one, which was just terrible. Awful showing by the Brewers. They were left runners in scoring position all game long. Um, um, left scorers are running, running us. Sorry, runners in scoring position all game long, all series long, and f- their pitching performed as we expected they, them to. Three runs every game, shutting down the Braves, but no offense. Yeah, if pitching is great, pitching is what will get you through the playoff and you score will runs, help though. you win ball yeah. games. But if you don't have the offensive run support to help, it does you no good. Look at a team like the San. Well, actually, uh, Padres were the other way around. But yeah, I mean, but I just think that now's the days where your best pitch is gonna be taken over the fence at least once. You know what I mean? You're gonna make a mistake, and the hitters are so good these days that the mistake's gonna go over the fence, mm-hmm. right? So why do you not capitalize on mistakes if you're the Brewers? The Braves are way too good for you to them not to capitalize. And Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, and Max Fried are really good at pitching. And how, I mean, we've been, again, we've been saying this for the last month and a half, or for the last month also. The fact that the Braves are doing what the Braves have done without uh, Soroka. Acuna. Without Acuna. Without Marcelo Zuna. I mean, Akuti is the big one for me. He's he's, he's a top the three players in baseball. Yes, and they ha- don't have him, and they're in the LCS. That's just nuts, crazy. And they didn't have him for half the season, mind yeah. you. We're and they like... got better without. I mean, this is not a knock. Of course, they would rather have Ronald Cooney in their. Line. There's no one. There's no team in the MLB that would not rather have Ronald Cooney in the lineup. But they got better afterwards. But hey, playoff jock. Yeah, playoff jock. He. Uh, hey, when they. Hey, when they said. Hey, you going to pinch it? He got out there and he got the job done. He went yeah. three for three with two home runs. Yeah, the, um, and at, the, at the big one was the second one. He he, the first game he had a solo shot that brought it within two one, but then the the Brewers bullpen shut that down. Um, and then the three run home run in game three was the big one. Um, kind of broke the game. I mean, it was a zero zero tie once again, and Jock Peterson comes and hits a three run shot to take the lead. Overall, if there was an if there was an NLDS MVP, he probably wins it, um, but there is not, so he doesn't yeah. win it. Um, and I think the the crazy thing for me about this series is Freddie Freeman comes in clutch in Game 4. That's not surprising. Freddie Freeman's really good at baseball, but the really big thing about that is it's in the 8th inning. And who's pitching in the 8th inning? That's De- De- Dev- Devin Hader. Williams. It's not Josh Hader. Or, it should be Devin Williams. So just, yes, normally would be Devin Williams. The Brewers are forced to extend Josh Hader two innings twice. And blows up the second time. Wow, Devin Williams must feel terrible. You know, right funny now. thing is, we talked about yeah how they were how that was going to be a big draw for the Brewers. How that was a big a big loss. Yeah, eighth inning, no Devin Williams is just crushing. I I I mean, I didn't think it was going to be that huge of. I mean, if Fre- if Freddie Freeman hits a home run in the ninth inning instead of the eighth inning, we're not talking about Devin Williams, but. It was in the eighth inning, mm-hmm. right? And Josh Hader, he's been on two inning saves his entire career, so it's not that big of a deal. But, like, 
it's like just a gut punch it's like that's his spot and he wasn't there Mm -hmm. which is just brutal yeah um i'm really happy for jock though um i don't know if i've ever told you this but um little story i know i know jock peterson and his whole family um that's cool he's a family friend of ours um our dads work together um palo alto native native Bay Area native, native from yeah. Palo Alto, California. Uh, shout out Pally High and Palo Alto Little League. Um, so great to see him still doing great, um, still doing big things. Um, and he's a free agent this year too. Uh, once again, after spending the first uh, the first years of his career all the way up through last season uh, with the Dodgers and killing the Giants, he was a uh, he was a uh, free agent. Signed with the Chicago Cubs for a one-year deal in the offseason, and then was traded uh, right after the Acuna injury. Actually, I mean, yeah, they had um, a, they were pushed to go get someone, and they did. They got something good. So, mm-hmm. uh, traded to the Braves, and he will be a free agent again at the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. we'll be interesting to see where he goes to. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so Braves and the NLCFs. I mean, I I I think I was sitting in that in the chair this chair one week ago, and I said. Who's picking the Braves in this series? Mm. And I heavily regret those words now. I apologize to all Braves and Braves fans. Uh, Shout out Ethan Ryder, fellow Braves fan. I also apologize to the Brewers as I jinx them, of course. My jinx has been really bad the last couple weeks, so I apologize um, to all Brewers fans. But there they are, the Braves, and they look scary too. Their offense is legit. Austin Ryan is legit. Freddie Freeman's a Freddie Freeman. Dansby Swanson's finally a number one pick. Showing he is a number one, should have been deserving of the number one pick. And all the Albies is a switch in second baseman with speed and power. And they're off, their outfield is just loaded with power. I just, I really like what the uh, the Braves. Um, there really isn't anything you can hate about them. The way that they built this team and just how they are another team that's been on the rise for the last three, four years. And we're up 3-1 on the Dodgers, don't forget, last year. Yes, they were up 3-1 against the Dodgers last year. <clears throat> Again, Ranford, that's a rant for another day. But um, just how they've done it, there's nothing you can't... Atlanta and blowing leads, man. There's nothing to dislike about them. Yeah, nothing to dislike. If I wasn't a Giants fan, I'd be rooting for the Braves, I think, this this postseason, especially after what they did. Um, yeah, I... I I'm rooting for the Braves in the NL. I think I'd be a Red Sox fan if if there was no Giants in the. My grandpa's a Red Sox fan, so my dad's born yeah, in I'm on the Red Sox side of things here. And my dad was born in Massachusetts. A bunch of friends that are Red Sox fans, so go Red Sox um, until you meet us in the World Series. So, <laughs> um, a question Zach Woolley was asking me earlier, and I I'll ask you the same question: What do you think is going to happen in the AL? The AL? Yeah. Houston and six. Houston. Okay. I think Houston's legit. So my really take on legit. it. My take on it, what I think will actually happen, I think inevitably it's going to be Houston. Uh-huh. What I want to happen, Red Sox, yeah, in as few here. games as possible. But I think it's Houston because their offense is way too good. Their pitching's fine. They're just better, more complete team. Their pitching's team. better than the Red Sox, and their more offense is team. probably better too. So, I mean, who, how, how, I mean, the Red Sox surprised me. I would not be surprised, but Houston's just better all around. You know what, though? That's going to be a very interesting series to watch because of the ballparks they play in. The energy mm-hmm. in, both, been crazy. in both Fenway and Minute Maid. Keep in mind, Minute Maid is not, all, is not a super quiet stadium either. But especially Fenway's going to be crazy. But Fenway's insane. Crazy. Fenway's been insane the last... Especially since they're playing the Astros. Especially <laughs> since they're playing the Astros. I mean, I feel like the, the Red Sox don't have as much against the Astros as everybody else because... They uh, won the World Series after after them. Yeah, um, no, they. If but I guess were, no, they weren't uh, eliminated by the Astros in 2017, were they? they I don't. I don't think so. so. No, 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 I think it went. It was oh, the Yankees that the, were. Yeah, the Yankees were pissed that year. But I mean, that's. I think it's Houston in six, and I think honestly, whatever team wins tomorrow is in six over the Braves as well. Actually, no. The Red Sox were eliminated by the yeah, Astros yeah. in the division series. Yeah, but they won the World Series next year, so yeah. all harm done. Don't forget about you. Forget about 2017 if you win the World Series the year after that and win 108 Fair. games on the way, and have the most dominant post run in a while. Um, but my predictions for forever: Houston six, and I think probably 
Giants or Dodgers over Braves in six as well. Yeah, that, that's what I think. Whoever I'm, comes out of the NL, it's gonna whoever be, comes out of that, whoever comes yeah. out of this game tomorrow, is gonna, Maybe, I think. I think Giants probably in seven, Dodgers in six. I think the Dodgers have the Braves number. Um, yeah, Braves will probably look more for Braves will probably play harder against the. I mean, they'll play hard regardless. They'll but I think there's a bit more animosity the towards the Dodgers and there's the Giants. Um, but yeah, I think. And I think this is a perfect time. We got to get into our favorite part of the show. We have to talk about this Dodger Giants series. And I'll lead. I'll start by saying this: just like everything else with the Giants this season, just like a division race that took 162 games, the National League Division Series with the most famous rivalry, one of the most. One of the biggest rivalries in sports, for the first time in playoff history. Of course, it has to come down to the fifth game, to a win or go home game five. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt. Not and even a little bit. I am not one bit surprised, and I know you aren't either. I mean, I'm kind of hurt. Last last night sucked, but yes, uh, I'm not surprised at all. Not even a little bit. Let's take a minute and break down each of these games individually, shall we? I mean, game one. Game one. Hey, big win for the Giants, getting getting that initial momentum, getting the win at home. And what was the final score of that game? 4-0. 4-0. Shutting them out with Walker Buehler on the mound. Yes, Walker Buehler's day off. If you haven't seen it, it's a great movie. You should go check it out. I mean, the most shocking, shocking part of that game for me was obviously Logan Webb. And then but right behind, Logan Webb dominated his coming out party. Um, but he right, was reminding a lot of people of Tim Lincecum yeah, in 2010. Yeah, that was all I heard about that. Um, t- Ten strikeouts, seven and two thirds. Probably would have gone CG if it's another era, another time in baseball history. Um, but I think right, be- I think one one B behind Logan Webb's one A is the Buster Posey opposite field home run. That there's no mm-hmm. there's no like post there. Might have been the first right handed splash hit in baseball in San yeah. Francisco history, which is just ridiculous. Uh, where did that power even come from? Oh my god. This is a remember, we're talking about a guy who is not known for power. Who his the whole other ten years of his career, nine years, whatever it's been, has not been a power hitter. No, He's he, always been a guy that hits for contact. And now he has probably and somewhere in the fifteen to twenty I think it was like nineteen, range, eighteen, nineteen, something this home year. Home runs for the whole season. Yeah. Like hold up. And that's part of why the Giants are so that's part of why the Giants have been so surprising. Mm-hmm. It's guys like him, Crawford, and Belt, who are in their 30s, and their mid-30s, playing like it was five, ten years ago. Yeah, that's what's really awesome to watch. Um, and, and speaking of Crawford, he had a home run in that game, and too. Bryant had, not a 30-year-old had a home run in that game. Bryant's been really good. Bryant, <coughs> Bryant's been really Bryant good. Bryant did, too. He's, a, he's been really good at the series, in general. Um, but And you know what? Here, here's the other thing about Chris Bryant. And we have seen this even just in the last few days. His position versatility yeah. is so clutch. They yeah. put him at first base for the first time the other day. Mm-hmm. Now, then it was right field, third base. I, th- I think it's cr- I think it's also important to like. They gave him played center one day. Yeah, he's an average def- average defender everywhere. Maybe even below average in right and Oracle. Um, but I mean, the he can play every position. He can play every position. That's all that matters. And that's been the storyline of the Giants in 2021. They have a they have so they have so much depth, especially with multi-position guys, that it's worked. That they have that flexibility to do whatever they need to do, depending on the matchup, depending on who's available that day. And that's one of the things that I started noticing with Gabe Kapler last year was. He, when he was switching guys up in the infield all the time, and there were a lot of defensive errors, especially Donovan Solano, I'm like... Silver Slugger. I'm like, he cannot play defense to save his life. And I was not a fan of having guys switching around so much like that. Develop them at one position, and then start getting them in secondary and third and so on. But that's what they've done in the last two seasons. And... Like I said, the whole way through. Whatever they're doing is working. So, hey, I won't complain. There's a reason I'm sitting here doing a radio show and not coaching in baseball somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a great year. And then the Dodgers, like they've done all year, 
come out and get him too and be like, you guys thought you had this series. <laughs> and they blew him out. It was yeah, like 11-2. Yeah, something that's a funny like joke. That. It's like, oh, you guys won 4-0. to zero. Here's nine runs. Hey, it was oh. Gosman. That was uh, Gosman. Gosman yeah. Scherzer. God, no, it was Gosman uh, Urias. Oh, no, and that's right. Wasn't no, even, too. That's right. Gosman, Gosman Urias. wasn't even that. His first inning was bad. The Urias hit. Still pissing me off. But um, you walk a guy to get to Urias and you give up a hit to the pitcher? I mean, yes. come on. That's just awful. Yes. Um, but And then game – and then he settled it after there. It went like four solid innings with no runs. But then the bullpen blew up too, which was very scary. Um, bullpen didn't look good last night either besides um, Mickey – Rodgers and Duvall didn't pitch last night, but Duvall looked good in Game Three. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gosman looked fine. I, I expect him to maybe pitch tomorrow a little bit. He's available tomorrow. He everyone's the, available tomorrow. And, and Alex that, and Wood's available tomorrow. Yep, Max Scherzer even even tomorrow. Wood. Even Max Wood. Scherzer's available tomorrow. You can't forget that either. Max Scherzer could pitch one or two innings tomorrow, and there absolutely is not a doubt that if it comes to crunch time and it's like, say it's three four three, Bueller and Webb haven't looked good. It's Gosman Scherzer after that. Yeah, I don't think there's even a doubt in my mind um, that that game is going to go. If it doesn't turn the way either of their man, either manager wants, Scherzer and Gosman are right there, ready yeah. to go. Um, but game three comes out. Game two, wash for the Giants. Really good game for the Dodgers. They come back and take a even the momentum. I won't say they take the momentum, but they even the momentum. Even it out. And the crazy. Hey, th- the, the, yeah. it's like, hey, you got this one. Oh wait, nope, we're coming back. Nope, we're not going. Nope. We're not going yeah, away yet. Like they have all year. It just, um, again, just, yep, like you said, mm-hmm. been back and forth all year. Yeah, and then what well, the crazy thing about the five-game series of baseball is that if you split the first two games of the, the home advantage team, the, the away team or the, the disadvantage team has home field advantage throughout the rest of the series. It becomes a three-game series with two games on the in L.A. and one game in San Francisco. Yep. So in a three-game series, the Dodgers have the advantage, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah. So that's what made... Game three is such a crazy game to me. I think it's the and best the game. And the home field advantage ended up being a home field disadvantage because of something called the Santa Ana win. The wins that night were just crazy. Mm-hmm. And Dodger sure. fans are going to make that excuse all day. But, uh, hey, yeah. the Giants, the Evan Long, Evan Longoria. That ball's crushed. Evan Longoria crushed the ball in the left center. So was Gavin Lux's, though. That ball's obliterated Gavin as Lux well. Gavin Lux did, too. Um, but the play of the night for me... Everybody will agree with me on this, whether you're a Giants fan or not, except for maybe a few salty Dodger fans. Brandon freaking Crawford MVP. Changed my mind. I mean, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, and... I Discussion for another day. Discussion for another day. But Brandon Crawford, Mm -hmm. uh, Logan... No, this was when they had brought in the... Bolt, they had gone to the McGee, bullpen. McGee, Rodgers goes. That's right, Rodgers came in. And then McGee comes in for Rod. They Rodgers went. And then it was runners on first and second. Rod, what a pitching performance from Rodgers. Rodgers goes last out in the fourth, all three outs in the fifth, first out in the sixth. Then he gives up two singles because the Dodgers are good at baseball. Mm-hmm. And then McGee comes in, gets a strikeout first, so there's two outs in the seventh. I really don't know why Rod. I was really nervous about sending Rodgers out there for a third inning. I, yeah, and I mean, that's why I'm like, ooh, why, I'm like, why is he still here? Okay, you better be going to the bullpen now. Thank you. And then Mookie, Mookie Betts had an absolute laser. Line drive. Laser. Over Brandon Crawford's head that would have gone into left field. I think it's a gap Had it two. not been any. I, I think that's ball to double. It scores two runs, which had is crazy. It not been any, had it been anybody but Brandon, Brandon Crawford. Fran Tad, he's probably gets up there, too. Crawford jumps, turns around, spin moves. Catches it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great play, um, but the story of that game for me, and why it was so important was obviously the the pitching and defense. Like we said, Don Solano makes a crazy play that game too. Um, oh yeah, sliding play to his left after coming in for Tommy Listella, who had Achilles tightness. Uh, slides to his left, gets up, throws a throws a play the throws the first, gets him out. That was in the same inning as the Crawford. Yeah, which that was the first out of the Rogers, uh, last right of the. Last out of the Rodgers stint. Um, so great inning. Defense all around. Duggar played amazing in center field that day uh, with the wins, of course. Yep. Um, Chris Taylor played amazing in center field, too, for, for those Dodgers. And it was just a defensive battle all around. But when Max Scherzer goes seven innings, striking out 14, and just overall just dominating people, your team. A lot of people were complaining about Ted Barrett behind the plate. Oh, he was terrible. God awful. <laughs> awful. So bad. 
MLB has to figure out that seniority doesn't matter at all when it comes to umpires. Yes. The fans and are going to cost, especially when you put the strike zone. Oh, my God. And we have a caller. Let's Again? See, let's see if I know how to use the phones this time. Hello? Hello. You are, uh, you are live on BlazeRadioOnline.com on the whole nine. Who we got on the other line here? 0 for 3. 0 for 3. Anybody? 0 for 3. Seriously, that's three weeks in a row. Hello? Hello? Uh-huh. Hello, can you hear me? Joe? Joe, Mike? No, not Joe, not Joe Mike. and Mike. Who, who's on the other line? Who's on the other end here? Who Joe. are we speaking with? Joe. Hello, Joe. Hey, Joe, how's it going? You. What's on your mind here as far as the Dodger Giants series? <laughs> I'm just feeling Logan Webb a little too much. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do it for me. You you think so? You think Logan Webb? Hey, I like that too. Yeah. Hey, but Braves in four though. Huh? Say Braves in four. That's a biased Braves take. Braves in five. That's a that's Aww. a tough take. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for calling, man. Well, at least we figured out how to use the phone lines. We figured it out. Woo! Graduations. So, there's that. Um, thanks, Joe, for the call. Seriously, though. Um, um, wow, that's the first. That kind of threw me off, huh? Uh, we actually figured it out. Finally. Um, but, um, we're, we're, game three, right? Uh, game three. Game three yep. When Max Scherzer throws 14 strikeouts <coughs> and absolutely dominates your team, I thought if yeah, I thought we had no chance of winning that game, to be honest with you. That's why... Imagine we go 2-1 down, right? Dodgers have a bullpen game anyways. They probably don't throw Bueller in game four. They probably go Gonsolin and throw a bullpen game, and we might win. But mm-hmm. down, facing elimination on the road is a just not fun at all. It is not a- fun at all. Uh, you probably throw Webb, so you waste Webb. Um, but, yeah, that would have been not fun literally at all. Um, so that's why I was kind of reeling after the game. It was like that Crawford play changes the series. Mm-hmm. And we even game four, even the tough tough loss in game four, we couldn't throw strikes for some reason. Terrible. The, the, the pitching just wasn't there last night. Um, but it was like we won game three. That's okay. We have our guy on the mound at home in Oracle with the crazy crowd and a Urias pitch well, but it's not he's He's not at home. He pitched well against in Game 2, but I honestly like the Giants in Game 5, even from an unbiased standpoint, just watching what the Logan Webb field. did. Home field. Rally towel's going. Um, hopefully the offense shows up for the first time in, like, three days, or, like, f- like three or four games. Um, so They haven't even showed up all series, honestly. They've been very, very quiet. Um, hopefully they'll show up, yeah. and we'll win this game. I, I'm, I'm with you right there. Logan Webb. Uh, you knew he, uh, you knew he had to be the choice, the obvious choice for game, for game five. Um, you knew it had to be. Um, the offense does need to show up tomorrow, though. It's yeah, going to be bad. a big game. There's, there's, it's going to be exciting. And I'm very much looking forward to watching it. It's going to be a heart attack for both of us. And I have a show till 7 o'clock tomorrow. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. <laughs> Tune in for Bottom of the Six from 6.30 to 7 so tomorrow, much... tomorrow night. Oh, and you have Luca on your show, too. Yeah, we're both Giants fans. Oh, so, boy. Uh, we'll definitely be watching the game. That's for sure. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, not going to be fun. Farley's going to have some fun just trying to keep you guys yeah. engaged. No, just kidding. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a rough one. Uh, I mean, rather uh, fun. I'll be, I'll be fine, but... I'm not, I'll have one eye. I'll have half my brain on the show, half the brain watching the game. Um, but hopefully, half brain me is still good enough to host a show. <laughs> the biggest thing for me about Game Four, um, I think it's a re- it was a really risky move for Dave Roberts to start Walker Buehler on short rest. That's why I texted you yesterday when I texted you. I don't even know if it. I think that's the only choice to me personally. You, the question you, was, yeah, you can't I, bring him out of the bullpen because he's never been out of the bullpen. So either get three innings. I mean, he ended up going five innings. But optimistically, going to that game, you're like, give me four innings, Walker, and we'll, we'll you know, three or four innings and we'll yank you. Um, and then he goes up and shoves and gives a give them five, which is just crazy for them. But I don't think there really was any other choice besides Walker Bueller. The hardest thing for the Giants yesterday in game four was 
they have to go to the bullpen super early. Yeah, I think I think the reason Kapler was more aggressive with his bullpen was he realized we had a day off today, and he was he had the ability to push his guys a little through. bit more. Yeah, because they had they had guaranteed off today. Yeah, which that's is fair. Where it matters. Um, that's fair. So that's why I was I was kind of ticked off that. He didn't let Castro run a bit more, but he was going for he was going for the win. He's going mm-hmm. to win the series. He's trying to cap off this game and put a lid on it. Let's let's win in LA and let's go to let's go home in a four days before the or three or four days before the Atlanta series, right? No one's gonna blame him for trying to win that game, um, but I'm also not gonna blame him for using his entire bullpen because because um, we had a day off today, mm-hmm. and then we come back and Duvall Duvall rested though, which is good, um, and the. I think what was key about not using Duvall, yes- Duvall yesterday <laughs> is the less looks the Dodgers have at Duvall, the better. Yes, right? he's, absolutely. He's one of the only guys in this in this rival in the series this Castro. year. Him yeah, and Castro. Him and Castro. I'm the Castro. You like Castro yesterday? That was mostly because of walks, but true. Um, he's the only guy in this series that really has nothing. That, he, he's he's got stuff. He, like he's got stuff, and they haven't seen him often. Mm-hmm. Right? They've seen Rodgers a million times. They've seen McGee a million times. They've seen Gosman. They've seen Descalfani. They've seen all these guys, all these guys a million times. And vice versa for the Giants. They've seen Jansen. They've seen Trinan. Doesn't mean you can touch a Bruce Dark Rat or all 103 mile hour two seamer. But, you know, you've seen it before. Right. God, the Dodgers bullpen is just filthy. It is. Completely filth. There's How how do you throw an 103 mile hour two seamer with 18 inches of movement and just. Bleh, bleh. Bruce Ograttle. I remember better. getting the first looks of Bruce Ograttle. I know it's unrealistic as hell, but MLB The Show last year, mm-hmm. when he was the future stars card for the Dodgers t- Stage yeah. 2 Team Affinity, people would always use him against me. So, uh, yeah, he. That's how I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be good. Yeah, he, he's filthy. Then Blake Trinan with his world bending two seamer, and obviously Kenley Jansen with his Mariano Vera esque cutter. An interesting thought for you, though, that I want to get your take on is Anthony Disclafani has not been good against the Dodgers. Thank God they wanted to see him again. His ERA is 7-something against the Dodgers compared to all the rest of his starts. That's like a 2-6. Something like, like that. Without the without the Dodgers in his like starts, he has like a 2-6 ERA. Which is, he's, a little, he's approaching 4 now, which is just <laughs> nuts. Shows you how much the Dodgers killed him this year. But my take for you, my question for you, he hasn't been good. He hasn't been... Good at all against the Dodgers as a starter. What would he be like out of the bullpen, though? Would he be a different pitcher out of the bullpen? Because uh, we saw that with some of the some of those other Giants teams with like Tim Lincecum, guys like that. I mean, he was who, the Dodgers. He's not gonna he's not gonna pitch tomorrow at all. No, but, but I'm just saying theoretically. Like we said before, going into the Brave series, I mean, if we win tomorrow, you want Anthony Scafani out of the bullpen? I don't no, I was just saying, like not. in theory, yesterday. Doing a bullpen game and then having Disclafani coming in later. I think or doing the opener strategy. Thing, I should maybe say maybe could have done maybe could have done that like an opener one the, inning and then Disclafani for three. Hopefully that's probably what you're looking at. Um, but that actually you know would might have even been an interesting strategy too because it would have yeah. messed up with the Dodgers with their lineup too. Yeah, you you can get you're preparing for somebody and then it's oh no you're only getting this guy for an inning oh. Yeah. We still have eight more innings of baseball, and that's what we did. Oh, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Discafani would have been interesting out of the bullpen. I think you run with him, especially in a non-elimination game. You're guaranteed to go home. He's been really good for you all year besides the Dodgers, and he was yeah. really good against the Dodgers in his last start. So what's the what's the risk? There's there's not that's much fair. risk starting him uh, tomorrow. I mean, last night. And it blew up in his face, and he yanked him early. Yanked him with two runs on the board. I was surprised the Dodger- Giants were in that game for so long. 5-2 felt like a million to two, to be totally honest with you, but um, then Will Smith crushed the ball um, and put that put the game, ended that game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm excited for tomorrow. I cannot wait to actually stand and watch. But I can't wait yeah. either. It's going to be a fun night, Sammy. It's it going to be a fun night. Or an absolutely terrible night. Thank God I don't have class on Friday, so if we lose, I can just sit and cry. Ha <laughs> Same. I don't have class Friday either, but I do have a hockey call. Uh-huh. Um, so, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great night. So, um, any last thoughts? No. On this postseason. Mm-mm. Can't wait so, to see you guys next week. This has been another fun week. The la- these last two weeks have been the most fun for me. Uh, the live home run call last week, um, and then also getting to do uh, talk about postseason baseball this week. So, 
Um, loved the postseason. And with that, we are going to let you guys go. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. This is The Whole Nine on Blaze Radio and blazeradioonline.com. Go Giants. Tune into the postseason. Enjoy it. And we will see you all at this time next week. Coming up on Blaze Radio and blazeradioonline.com, Kyle McCartney. And then after that, Salsa season at 11. Anthony For Anthony Remedios and Sammy Newt, signing off. Have a great night.